appearing tonight on Blankety Blank Blankety Blank Fun and laughter on our summer holiday No more worries for me or you For a week or two We're going where the sun shines brightly We're going where the sea is blue We've seen it in the movies Now let's see if it's true Everybody has a Summer holiday, doing things they always wanted. Welcome to Tesna Eastern, episode 71. And it's me, Gary Parsons, with the prof, Carl Riley. On show. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the court game. We've got Pats away on Friday. The members' corner with James Lowe and another double dose of Quifties with Joey O'Brien versus Sean Boyd and the winner playing Danny Carr in our first semi final. So something to look forward to, prof. Um, yeah, so uh, another fantastic show this week. Still sponsored by Peach Trees and all their gorgeous food. So head down there, get the beef shake and uh, the bacon ice cream. Check them on out there. Delish. So uh, Rovers post some fantastic pictures of the five-a-side tournament at Rollstone. So uh, yeah, there's some uh, some fantastic photos and um, Tommy Teddy beaten in quite a few of them. Some some fantastic photos. That is near like post. Yeah, that is near post. Our new Rovers chat member, Tommy Kelly. But yeah, I've seen. Um, How did he pass those inspections? It's all uh, we got through the net somehow. I've seen plenty of people retweeting and putting them up on as profile pics and. Uh, on Instagram, so great job to our club photographer. Yeah, was, check out our full review of the show of our sorry of the tournament on last week's show. Yeah, and our um, spent like three times longer on that than we did an actual game. <laughs> yeah, I was plenty of talking points. Um, yeah, so that's the the club photographer. He was uh, he was snapping away and he got some fantastic pictures. So check them out on the Rovers Facebook page. And. Um, RT Stats, uh, there was an article on Bradzer, a game of two halves. This was, um, I, I was going to get on to you, Prof, and I was going to say, you need to step your game up, because this was next level. Like This guy's gunning for your for your crown. It was uh, fantastic. Yeah, a good, a lot of it was quite interesting. Some parts of it I don't really put a lot of stock in, such as, you know, we've won 58% of the time when so-and-so doesn't play. And you're it's, already, it's a nice you're observation, but it's you're just, operating from a pool of like four games. Like, yeah, I don't put any value on that. I'd agree with you there. But uh, no, that was quite good. I've seen him on Twitter. Um, I ha- I have called him up a couple of times for mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Hope this doesn't sound like jealousy. Of course, you have. Of course but, uh, Yeah, what do you think about him remaining anonymous? Uh, it's it's strange. I I don't know why. Fair enough. He he might want might want anybody to know his name. I I don't know why, but it's. It's a weird one, isn't it? Well, I have no problem with remaining anonymous on Twitter or anything like that. But for RTE to actually... Uh, I don't know if he was paid or not, but they got an anonymous person to write an article on RTE.ie. Not his real name. Could be a plant. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it is. But there were some excellent points made as um, he spoke about uh, Madden and Webby leaving and our goals yeah. conceded. Would you put much stock in that one? I think it was something like 1.26 goals conceded with Webby and Madden. And then when they left, mm. it was down to 0.75. Yeah. 
Depends how much you want to put that down to Boyle versus Madden or just the defence is better yeah. and our goalkeepers are better. Yeah, true, true. But there was some fantastic stuff in it. There really was. And um, I, don't, I don't know, Was it? did it, have, did it make Brazzer look good or bad? What do you think? I thought it was a mostly positive article yeah, towards Brazzer. T- what was the title of again? Something like, should, should he... Rovers have that much faith in Brazzer Should they keep like the faith? But yeah. then when you read the article, it was like nothing about... It made it look like it was an opinion piece. Yeah. But then it was all purity stats. It's like something I would have written years ago. Just lash stats at people. No opinions <laughs> in it. Just here you go. Stat orgy. Um, yeah, so that was a, a game of two halves. So check that out. And then Robert Goggins is on the lookout for any descendants of the legendary Billy Lord. And he says to send him an email as he's trying to help out somebody who is related to him. So uh, get on to robertgoggins1 at aircom.net. That's robertgoggins1 at aircom.net. So uh, get in touch. Yeah, so we'll move on now to talk about our young prodigy, Mr. Bazunu, and the club released a hell of a statement on the transfer of him to Man City. And um, it was a fantastic post by Ray Whelan on this, and he said, a special thank you must be reserved for his parents, who it was disclosed on Saturday when it became possible for their son to sign a professional deal for Shamrock Rovers. They ensured it happened, which gave the club a sound foundation for our negotiations with potential club interests in signing with Gavin. They recognised the club deserved to benefit financially because of our input in his development. They could have let him continue playing on an amateur basis and sign for Man City on his 17th birthday and forgot about Rovers, but they didn't. They made sure the club benefited. So, fantastic yeah. gesture from his parents and they saw all the work that we were putting in with him. So, it has uh, definitely benefited us in the long run as we, we will be getting a nice <laughs> few quid and hopefully a friendly and a few other good add-ons and clauses. So Absolutely, yeah. They're a lovely family, as anyone knows who's, who's spoken to them. Definitely, hundred uh, percent agree with your prof, and uh, they've they've done us a solid there, to say the least. And um, yeah, so good luck to Gavin and everything he does. Now he's still playing, uh, still playing away, so uh, we'll still mm. have a couple of more chances to, to see him before he goes. And I wonder will he play for, another first team game though. Yeah, it's very interesting. I think I don't think he will. I think he's going to stick around and develop underage. Um, but then again, he is on our bench, so if he's called upon, he will have to go in. So you you don't know how Man City feel about it. You don't know if they want to play senior football. They, we, we don't know what uh, the ins and outs of it. So we're gonna wrap them in cotton wool. Or... Right, that's it. It seems like that'd be the case. I mean, if I saw any young guy, I'd, I'd want them. Well, but then again, if you're gonna say you're wrapping in cotton wool, you, you want them to get more experience as an adult in playing these these mm-hmm. tough games. You know, so it depends on which side of the fence they're they're on. But uh, yeah, so we're doing a lot with Cork and Tala in. Um, which what Con Murphy described as a flat atmosphere, <clears throat> which I think he has a point. It was a weird, it was atmosphere a weird atmosphere in that it was a big crowd with no noise. The guy couldn't get a seat in the in the east stand, so we end up standing down the back, which is fantastic. Where we want, we usually want to stand, you know, right in the middle. And um, it was a strange one. It really was. So we'll talk about the lineup. We had was that. there a theory that the ultras? Uh, kind of weren't singing out of protest over Derry yeah but what if, if that was the case who are they singing in protest who are they not singing in protest against like what's did what's they feel the, the club could have been more supportive what's or the something? angle there I don't know well there's I don't know I, I didn't hear anything about it but if you're going to have a protest wouldn't you want people to know about it and make it known isn't that the point of a protest you would think but that, I've never been so befuddled by an atmosphere <laughs> yeah, at a game it was it was dead 
But um, listen, there could be something going on. Thanks. Yeah, so the lineup we had Danny Carrot and Joel Custra came in for Brandon Kavanagh and Brandon Mille. So a bit of a, um, a shake up. Dan Karen Green starting the same team. It's usually one or the other, isn't it? Yeah, it's usually one or the other. Or the Danny mm. Danny out left. A lot of people were calling for Danny out left and to give Aaron Green a bit of service. But um, so would you call that a four five one or? It's not four three three. Four three three means that you have two wingers supporting your striker constantly. We don't have that. Mm. We seem to be isolated up top constantly and our runs beyond the striker are non-existent at times. And Well, Danny Carr was outrageous for the first 40, 50 <laughs> minutes of this match. Some amazing, of the touches he? were just... <laughs> he just knows how to evade players, doesn't he? The problem was they were all so deep in the half. Like, how much damage can he do from there? Like, it's not... It's it's a it's a 4-5-1, essentially, with, with little or no width or pace on the wings and an isolated striker. Whereas our midfield three do do well, we we need to improve on our wing play. It's something that I I'm always talking about power mm. and pace in your wings. It's it's a fantastic asset for any mm. football team if you have it. It's a lot. You're going to win a lot of games, and we don't seem to have power and pace on the wings. Well, that said, I did get what I wanted. I did want Dan Kerr in the team and a different striker. But uh, the problem is, I think a lot of people's problem was is that Aaron Green has been a bit of a sort of a blunt instrument so far. Yeah, they're um, they're putting a lot of faith in him. He's he's doing he's he's doing a lot of donkey work up top. He's holding the ball up well. I think he's I think he's quite predictable. As in, you know, he's going to hold it up. You know, he's going to knock it off or turn and have a shot. But I think if he's going to work with so, with another striker, he could do well. Like we're screaming out for trying two up top. I mean, why not G- give it a shot? Because mm-hmm. I I wouldn't even play Green. We'll put another striker. I think it should just be an option in the wing, that's it. Yeah, and put him on the right, maybe cut in or whatever, but um, I don't know, the jury is still out, I reckon. Uh, the Cork lineup, they had a couple of 19s involved. A few whippersnappers in there. A few whippersnappers, but it was the the, the, the normal the normal procedure from Cork to turn up, sit back and try and hit us on the break. They didn't do much. Once again, Cork, they don't play good football at all, do they? It's direct. It's clipping balls into the in, like. Do you know what? There's they always go for the out ball. Their out balls to clip it in over a fullback, and that's that's something you should you shouldn't really aspire to unless you're maybe up two 0 or one 0 and you're trying to hold on to the lead. And that's mm. yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna clip it into the channels and you're gonna be chasing down fullbacks and trying trying to box them in. Whereas. I mean, it's just really negative. I, I don't. Someone know that even when they heard the news that uh, the docker one 0 down, he thought that might spark some life into them. But no, they didn't just see, didn't see anything. They still just wanted a point. Brutal, really Did, was. I think they made one chance in the game. I'm struggling to think of any. I need to have a chance. They've been there only attacking the game. Yeah. Uh, presentation was made to the Farrington family in memory of a lifelong fan and club <laughs> member Dennis Farrington who sadly passed away a week earlier a regular in the Glenmore sweep pre-match and his usual spot in the main stand Dennis is sadly missed by many friends and friends at the club so our condolences out to the Farrington family so Sean Cavanagh was presented with his player of the month trophy by the pride of Rings End so that was fitting as Sean is a Rings End native Irish Town, I think. I'm not too sure, but he's definitely D4 in around that neck of the woods. He got our question wrong in the quiz, doesn't he? About where robbers were formed. I couldn't the, believe that. The Pickler Avenue or the street or whatever it was. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I think he needs to get the history books out once again. He knew, he knew the lesson. pub, though. He knew the... Of 
course he knew the pub. Do you? <laughs> yeah, so Coffey was in a stance because he was suspended. and Didn't hear anything from that. Did anyone give him abuse? Or? I, no, I think he was... Uh, I don't know. Maloney said he was going to sit near him anyway. I'd love that. If that was the case, <laughs> I would have sat beside him just to join in. Um, yeah, the 1899 bar beforehand, once again, is always a good crack. Uh, pints and curry you cannot beat some meatballs as well from Chef Ray loved your Inspector Gadget jacket girl yeah did you rocking it yeah it was isn't it all yeah. sorts of uh, gadgets in the pockets um, I was still caught off guard even though you said it on the show and I was well aware of it that the game kicked off 15 minutes early I still looked at the time and it was like 7.44 when 744. you say 15 minutes early it's, yeah. that's standard though yeah not for us though is standard yeah, but every game this season has been eight, except for Europe. Right. Really? I think so. Even the Telegram. Give or take. Ones. Give or take. One Even or the, two. the couple on Air Sport, I think, were eight. Yeah, I think we were drinking. We were, we were having a point, and you were like, yeah, it's like a minute to kick off. Yeah. Come on. Um, yeah, the bar was good crack as usual, and the familiar faces always in there and in and around. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been such a good addition to the club, 1899, it really has. Dan doing the tunes, Jamie doing the tunes. It's been a... Uh, so long long may it continue. really is a good addition to the club. You have to get Paulie and Wilson on the podcast, don't you? Just, it has to happen. Uh, so opinionated, isn't she? <laughs> I mean, I think I spoke to her at half-time and she was giving out stink. She's giving out stink. She's like, well, we should be doing this. We should be doing that. We should yeah. be pulling this guy back and another guy should be going for it. I was just saying, this is brilliant. She won't go on the show. I'll be a star appearance in Hollywood. We'll definitely uh, twist her arm and, and get her on the show eventually. Uh, before the game, I noticed uh, Lukey Byrne and Dave McAllister talking to each other. So I thought maybe it was a quiz rematch going on or something. I'd so, say Lukey was still giving out about <laughs> him trying to cheat. Yeah, McAllister says they're not on speaking terms now. <laughs> and uh, Lukey says... Yes, the amount of people who have shouted seven dwarves at me just now. Really? Yeah, loads of people said it. And he was on crutches, of course, and uh, he said, someone said to him, you must have been the seventh dwarf, stumpy. Limpy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, met someone for the first time, we've mentioned on the show before, Deco Cunningham. Right. I think we mentioned him before because he had won the, the European prize, the the free trip to Europe. Oh, Deco, and he gave to Aussie Nate, and therefore we met Aussie Nate. That's how we yeah. met him in Boleslav, yeah. But I don't think I'd ever talked to him before now. He's some really cat. familiar face. I yeah. t- like, I think, I, I said to him, um, I said, are you, in a, are you in a band? Like, I think I might have seen him in a band or something like that, because he just has that look, doesn't he? He's and, some character. Oh, He's man, hilarious. He's chap's hilarious. What he wants is, do you remember when we were in the, sitting in Possible the... Possible jo- addition to the bogey team. Remember we were sitting in the Jody. Remember Bo's got that late equaliser. Yeah. And there was an Australian guy up behind us. Oh, the Aussie Nates, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alter the, Ego. The Bo's equivalent of Aussie Yeah, Nate. Bo's equivalent of Aussie Nate. Deco kept, spoke to him. Yeah, Deco uh, kept going on about him. He wants Nate to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the death. Yeah. He says it's going to be like Highlander. There can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of flaming barrels, yeah. and, and make a square out of it, and then we'll all surround them so that they can't get mm. out. So if they get knocked back, we've pushed yeah. them back in. No more Jack Match. No more Jack Match. Yeah, <laughs> they can only be one. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about the game now. With two headers in quick succession, Green and I think it was in between. It was a was a fin- I think it was Finner, but there was um. 
Green's taking off the line. Ronan Finn. Ronan Finn should have buried that. I thought it crossed the line. I don't know how many people oh, did. I was just, I was way away from it now. So it should have like but Finner's one after that. It was pretty much a one on one, and if he had a hit to his left, keeper would have been stranded. But he just kind of lobbed it, and it was it was uh, bread and butter for the keeper. It was never going in. Well, we were excellent in that first half. I yep. thought like some really clever, skillful passing, some really nice build up play. But we hadn't actually made any sort of clear-cut chance. I think there was one shot and goal by Watts to that point. And then suddenly, it was like 10 minutes left in the first half, we had those two headers, as you say. Yeah, and once again, it's all about um, strikers. I mean, hmm. I've spoken about this before, Dundalk's turnover of goal scorers. I think they had Hoban. I'm not sure of the order now, but they had Hoban, they tell McMillan, and then Hoban again. I mean, that's... A plethora of fucking goal scoring options that they've had throughout the years. I mean, we've had Twig. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why they've been so successful because they've been able to recreate these goal scoring heroes. But the thing is, is it the way they play? Is it, is that the case where they'll just like? I mean, McMillan wasn't a goal scorer for for years. And so, is it just their style it's of play? One of the biggest mysteries: how McMillan was turned into a top. There you go. It must be the style of play. It must be how how their strikers fit in and the style of play, and it just creates chances and, and brings out confidence in strikers. You know, it's it feels like everything else is clicking though. Our goalkeeper, we were settled back for, especially in the Limerick game and this game. Our centre midfielders all seem to be on the same wavelength. The missing ingredient is the striker. Yeah, I think, I, I think you're looking at our central midfield partnership there for next season is Watts Bulger and Finn yeah so that was the first half uh, we should have been one up should have been two up even three up three up yeah so then we had Fikre or Brokhan and he had his 15 seconds of fame he's got, he's probably cringing at that pronunciation <laughs> uh, speaking some Irish at half time as well so uh, big shout out to Fikre well we mentioned how great Carr was but the problem is he can't do 90 minutes can he so I think he's or our can he like dude can he though we don't know because he keeps getting pulled off he's our most sub player this season I think it's 16 times in the league he's been withdrawn how, how many times how, how much must, must that irk him he must be really frustrated at that because um, I mean I, I used to hate getting sold hate it unless he can accept himself that he's tiring on yeah. the arrow mark every um, time yeah maybe so um, but what about what's being subbed some people saying he was <sighs> He can. He's getting tired, but personally, he was still looking very effective for me. Personally, I think we got it all wrong. I think yeah. the subs, we got it all wrong. We were going for the goal, and he brings on Sam Bone. No, no offence to Sam Bone, but he's not exactly our most prolific striking option. We brought on we Dylan Watts there, who was playing well. Fair enough, he could have had a niggle. He could have had some sort of injury we don't know of, but if that's the tactical change he went with, and it's purely tactical, I disagree with it. We brought on two holding midfielders yeah and we left Gary Shaw on the bench yeah especially in the last 10 minutes Cork really sat off so they were there for the taking why didn't we have Shaw on the end there trying to get that goal I don't know I really don't they were, we, they were there for the taking and um, we didn't try to take them especially with the, the tactical changes that were made so um, yeah like we said the subs wasn't too happy with them to be honest and uh, so then we had uh, Greener true on goal 20 minutes to go. It's torn of pace was fantastic. We're now he took the ball torn and he beat like <clears throat> three or four players and he got through on goal and the finish was kind of scuffed or like toe poked. It was unlucky to be honest. But he can't buy a goal at the minute, can he? Probably still a monkey on his back, isn't it? He? he needs a 20s. 
20 odd games this year 2018 no goals he needs to go in off his mickey or something you know just any goal will do from we'll, we'll talk about Sean Cavanagh's curling effort saved right at the end and um, Sherry made some really good saves in the game in fairness he kept them in uh, yeah and the, it was a cracker of a shot Sean Cavanagh's been a bit of a form player at the moment mm. it's great to see and the attendance as well was up didn't get the official figure but um, 3,000 something yeah, I was looking good and even, even as regards to I think Sligo as well Sligo had maybe 2,500 in the showgrounds now fair enough it was their 90th anniversary mm. and it was a bit of an occasion but it's, it's good to see that the attendances are, are, are rising towards the end of the season Mikey Drennan on the score sheet again Mikey Drennan would, we take, would you take a punt? I'd give him one more year there yeah it's, yeah. A, it's, a, bit, it's a bit soon I want to see it? him do it for at least a year and yeah, a half yeah definitely good show good show because I remember getting really frustrated with him at Rovers I mean he missed at least five or six chances in three or four games where I was just thinking that is just unforgivable <laughs> especially in the Dundalk draw the two all where he scored a brace could have had four goals five goals even that said only him and Berkey have scored 13 goals since the Twig or man. even 12 goals since Twig in yeah. the season I know it's a lot of people saying that next year is the year we're going to overtake Cork the problem is, I'm sure if you rewind this show, we were saying that in February. Yep. I'm sure if you rewind again back to February 2017, yep. we were saying this is the year. It's all about that second series that we Cork. seem to struggle, don't we? we or even our fourth series as well. But well, this year it was like April, May, wasn't it? Yeah, that was we we are only talking about this on a WhatsApp group, and I think Pat Tutty raised the issue of just looking at like a certain date. I think it was April to June, and it was horrendous. It was, it was a goalkeeping yeah. crisis we were struggling I mean that's that's one thing that we've snuffed out now I think I think next season if Joey's fit I think Joey has to start centre half Lee Grace left full it's going to be Trev and maybe we might get a new right full but I think Boyle has got to be playing so you could say we are solid at the back and we do know who's going to be playing so that's that's one thing and well, like I mean Big Al such a Massive addition as well. It's not like a science. A goal score. Goal score, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so next up, we're going to have the members corner with James Lowe. I'm a member! So we're here with James Lowe, a.k.a. Sandry Hoop, for a members corner. But before we actually start, we're going to do a quick little thing here because tonight's game of Cork is sponsored by Forrest and Gaelga and is Irish scattered throughout the match day programme for this. And uh, in the 1899 bar... They printed out little cards with the uh, helpful football phrases in Irish. So, uh, James, you're a, a Gaelgar, mm-hmm. and his friend Ozzy Ney here is Australian. So, <laughs> we're going to have a go at these. So, first one, we're a goal ahead. Oh, time ta siad cool chun. Sounds like Chinese, doesn't it? Tommy Tsus. Uh, cool Conhusik. That's what it should have been. So that's, that's <laughs> how it's going to go, right? So next up we have uh, send them off. Cuiden Parky. Cuiden Farke. Right, a couple more. Uh, goal. Cool. Cool. Goalkeeper. Cube. Cool, boy. Oh, How about penalty? Kick, 
Pinoise. Kick Pinoise. <laughs> I think you now banished her, so I'll skip that one. Yeah. Uh, okay, one more. Uh, it was a good game. Clutchy. Ma. Uh, Bayern. Bayern. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Clear <laughs> <laughs> Roy James, how do you rate his Irish? Um, I'm not going to lie, Nate. Um, <laughs> you did well in a couple, but I think overall you get a you get a C in pass Irish. There you go. For the One more, actually, uh, James. Or sorry, Nate. What's the name of the first team that James supported? <laughs> Sporting Fingal. <laughs> I don't know why that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it just is, right? Uh, right. Thanks, Nate. Right, James. So we mentioned Sporting Finger there. You've got an interesting story about how he, how he got into football before Rovers. So talk about that. Yeah. So uh, I started off as a United fan as a kid, as most people do in Dublin, and um, I didn't really have much interest in the League of Ireland. And then when I was about 12, 13 years old, they started up a new football team across the road from me in Santry. So I said, oh, I'm going to give this League of Ireland stuff a crack. And um, yeah, it was Sporting Fingal, and I got that's how I got into League of Ireland, and that's how I, you know, fell in love with the league, and went on from there. Obviously, didn't end as I thought it would, <laughs> but yeah. it was a roller coaster three years, wasn't the promotion, yeah. the FAI Cup? Literally, yeah, yeah, it was mad because at the time it was just, it was our little club, like you know, um, in the area. Like I was, a, I was a ball boy from a lot of games. Like we went with all our friends, um, the local shop. Uh, they all wore sporting Fingal jerseys during the thing like, and they came to our school like Conan Byrne and stuff would come to our school and like it was our little club that we had and it went from literally nothing to winning the FEI Cup to playing in, Euro- in the Europa League and stuff so it was kind of it was pretty crazy and then it just all ended fairly spectacularly Ironically you won the Cup in Tala and as we mentioned the podcast a few weeks ago you're the only Rowers fan under 30 who knows what it's like to win the Cup Yeah no it was uh that was a good day. It was uh, definitely one of the highlights of my like sport and football. Uh, like you know, to again, as I say, in our little club, you know, I know we were backed by you know, got a guy who had money to burn at the time, and it's funny looking back on it now. Like even we had Anglo Irish Bank on the sleeve of our jersey. Uh, <laughs> it was a bit mad, but um, yeah, no, that day was like it was kind of like it all happened really fast because it was kind of like I don't know if, even if we appreciate it as much because we just kind of you know it was like this just happened it's like oh this is the way it is like you know we just set up a team win the cup and it's not only until you come here and you're a Rovers fan and you realise how actually difficult that is and looking back at it now it was an amazing achievement for I know there was lots of money involved but like it's still an amazing achievement for a small club and a small group of fans or whatever so I think it was Gary O'Neill wasn't it two goals at the end yeah I remember yeah like I remember the first um, we were 1-0 down and then um, college, uh, uh, Eamon Zaid went down in the box and I think I was I was down getting a burger at the time when the penalty incident happened and um, with my friends and uh, we heard like a lot of Sligo lads going mad like and we were like oh what happened so we went up and we were just at the front of where the away stand is now and we saw the the, the penalty being converted and then it was like oh we're back in this and then Gary O'Neill's like I can still like sometimes I'm still standing here in Tallaght and I can still like just imagine Gary O'Neill's head just peeking back and just getting his head on it like and it's just yeah it was a great moment at the time like uh, Ron O'Finn played for you for one season and you're one of the few people actually saw Greg Bolger and Ken O'Man 
yeah. wear the Fingal jersey. Yeah, um, that's my Nate pronunciation. Fingal <laughs> in a preseason friendly. Yeah, no, that was mad. We played it was, it was preseason friendly against Phoenix out in Fingless, and at the time, like there was no. Well, there was there was rumours that things weren't going too well, but we still were playing ahead with the season. We had Ken O'Man, Greg Bolger, um, Ronan Finns was still there at the time, and um, yeah, so it's weird now seeing like when I went then obviously years later then was watching Ken O'Man play for Rovers. It's like oh, I saw him play one game for Fingal, so Greg Bolger played one game for Fingal. It's just it's weird looking back on it now, thinking about it like. And um, I often wonder like where fans are nowadays of clubs like uh, Sporting Fingal and Monaghan, although they're, they're still in junior football. But you say you actually have reunions. Yeah, no, we have like uh, yeah uh, for the FAI Cup final, like the a lot of lads wouldn't. They're not involved in League of Ireland football as much. There's like one or two. Like m- the majority of people went and supported Drogheda. Um, a number of people, um, I think two or three lads that I know was ended up supporting Shells just because of the locality really um, but yeah no we have little like get togethers where we go out to River Valley and have a few pints and they like they play the cup final in the thing and we're just having pints and just catching up like it's, yeah it's good as we have it every like two or three years like and I think the next one is like the 10 year anniversary of it so that'll be a, uh, it's a it is a good crack meeting up with the lads again because at the end of the day they were my mates back then like this still my mates now and it's I met them through Sport and Fingal and it's uh, good to always catch up with those guys you know when did you actually become a member of Rovers and why did you become one? Um, I became a, Rover, a member of Rovers this year um, because I don't really know why. It just kind of feels like, you know, you're, you're a Rovers fan or whatever and um, it kind of just feels like, ah, oh, it's something that you probably should do. Like, you know, it, it, it sounds a bit weird, but it's like, it's like, you know, you have a passion for a certain club and there's this membership scheme there and it's just kind of I, I actually don't know why I explain it to like people I know and I'm like well alright yeah pay whatever I, I do the student uh, race so I guess it's, it's 300 a year and I just I say to my like my girlfriend or my friends and I'll be like oh yeah like a basic, I was like, what do you get with that it's like oh, I get voting rights and stuff and they're like and they're like is that it and it's like yeah well like it's kind of like it's true a love thing more than anything else it's like, like, like it's like giving money to a sick child <laughs> if you get me like I don't know like I don't know what way to put it it's just like you know you just want to try and help out as way any way you can do you think there's ways we could improve member numbers uh, any benefits that could we could add to it um, I think well I was at the AGM last Saturday and there was there was one thing I noticed it's like the demographics of the membership is leaning towards you know older older like people who have settled down in their lives and stuff um, I would has it a guess that the reason why people don't become members is because of the price um, especially at someone who's like you know j- maybe just finished college or just started their first job it's a, it's I know it's only like I was having a chat with Gar outside and it's, it's only like you know two points a week or something but still it's like if you're talking to people who are like saving up money for like you know a car or a house or a mortgage or whatever like 600 euro a year is a lot um, so I think if there was a way of increasing membership I would say that looking at maybe like bringing in something like oh, if you're under the age of 30 you pay a certain amount or like different tiers of membership schemes because there's lots of really good hoops that you know just can't afford membership because it, it is a lot of money and like like uh, we're over in Portugal and uh Jim Toner actually said to us that you know um, we were having a chat and he was just like he was like oh become a member but like 
you know, um, wait until you know you're settled in your lives or whatever, and then take it out. And it's like it shouldn't be that he was right in terms of because of the money it is, but it shouldn't be that way. I think that pricing people out, oh, like at an early, at, who are only getting together in their lives, it's a bit kind of I don't know, it's a bit. I think there should be an easier way for them to get in and the more people you get in at that age the more ideas the more people contribute and I think is beneficial to maybe the loss you get from having a cheaper membership what would you say to people to convince them to want to become a member um like do it if you have the money um it's mainly an act of kind of love more than anything else it's like if you love rovers like you know it's it's it does contribute to the finances of it and um, but again I'd stick to the line kind of you know only do it if you can afford it and I wish I didn't have to say that but it's kind of just the way it is you know alright so do you have a 2018 season highlight uh, 2018 season highlight I think possibly the trip to Albuquerque it's just it was just one of those trips where you just get a lot of lads together and it's just it was a great time and it wasn't even about the, the football match or whatever like it was just you know it was just like all different rovers friends from different like friend groups whatever got together and it was like it wasn't like any other european trip it was more kind of like you know like we're here because because the rovers it was a, it was a, it was a pre-season friendly like and I just thought that was great, and that would be my highlight of these. No, you enjoyed Stockholm as well. And you had a hard time getting home from that one. Oh yeah, yeah, I was stuck in. I was, yeah, so I was living in Czech Republic at the time, and uh, I got a flight back from Stockholm to a, a random place in Poland, and I had a bus booked to bring me back to the Czech Republic, but um, because my flight was delayed, I missed that bus and also there was a festival going on in the town that I was staying in so there was no free buses available for three days so I uh, was stuck in this little random town in Poland and I was just like you know fuck this I'm gonna go into a really nice hotel and <laughs> just stay in it like it was, like, it was, it was gas because like over there it's not too expensive like the, the hotels there so it was like staying in the hotel would have a spa and everything like and it was like I was like my rover trip just kind of continued on like just by myself in the, in the spa like and drinking wine and just like eating the cheese <laughs> so, cheese boards cheese board hoops yeah cheese board hoops yeah finally who's your player of the year player of the year um, I think it has to be Graham Burke I know a lot of people say oh like he hasn't been here for the whole season but like if you talk about the best player who's played for us this season it's hard to argue with a guy who got a senior international cap with us while playing with us so it had to be Graham Burke and Graham Burke did make me a lot of money in terms of first goal scorers this season so I was happy enough with that so yeah it'd have to be Graham Burke What do you think of Nate's Irish there Gar? Yeah, Oh man excellent <laughs> excellent this was, this was just a light bulb moment wasn't it because yeah. they had the cards from Forrest Naguelga there and I think we just said yeah. I think Oz was trying to pronounce them and we were like we have to get this I can't wait and I actually stopped him I was like don't say another word until I record this. He was trying to pronounce Clitter. And he was like, Clitchy? <laughs> Clitchy? <laughs> oh, he's a good sport for doing it. Like, he just, oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. But one note, actually, apologies for my, my shoddy interviewing there because I didn't ask James Lowe an important question. And that's how he got from being a sporting Fingal fan to a Rovers fan. Yeah. And he said, first of all, I didn't hold any resentment towards Rovers whatsoever because we never beat them. True. In the six meetings, all yeah, we got was that? 
uh, four draws and two losses. A cracking three-all draw and yeah. torrential rain out there in Morton Stadium as well. One of my more, more uh, vivid memories of Sporting Fingal. And back when Fingal were still going, you know, winning promotion and winning an FAI Cup and all, who did James meet in the Grail Talk? None other than Dan Fulham. Really? He met Dan Fulham in the Grail Talk. And what did Dan say to him? My very own DJ Dan. He said, when Fingal go bust... Come and support Rovers. No way. And then what happened? They went bust. And he did exactly what he agreed. And he became a Rovers fan. Was this after the Cayley? Where they were, were dancing into the night? Probably after. <laughs> so, yeah, that was James. Uh, a good lad. Part of the Gorgons, all the hoops. And, um, yeah, so great lad. And uh, good to see him home from... Czech Republic I think he's home for good now he mm-hmm. was living there for a while um, chased out of the country so uh, Dundalk they sealed the title with a one-all draw at home to St. Pat's I was watching the highlights just there this morning and it was a lovely goal to, to kind of cap it off bit of a half-arsed pitch invasion at the end yeah um, yeah so that's that, that's that's the, that's the league officially done and dusted now mm. they're on 77 goals we actually held that record for a long time. Like the first our first ever season in the league, nineteen twenty two, twenty three, we scored seventy seven goals. Then that was broken by Dundalk three years ago. Mm-hmm. They scored seventy eight. And now they're on seventy seven again. So there's um Stephen Kenny actually made a good point about Holbin saying that he's scoring big goals. Like like the he's he's on twenty six this season. Mm-hmm. He's scoring big goals where he's not just scoring the fifth and a five nil win and things like that. He is scoring big goals. So like you said, their turnover of goal scores is uh, something to be admired. Another stat, first time in over 40 years someone scored 26 goals. I saw goals. that. That was on your actual Twitter page, mm-hmm. wasn't it? That was brilliant. Um, Yeah, so Bray officially relegated as well. So it's a massive rebuilding job for them there. Yeah, another stat, Gary. Go on. Hitching with them here. They had been in the top flight for 14 consecutive seasons right that is longer than any of the top four clubs Dundalk Cork Us and Waterford really yep Jesus so that's uh, they could struggle to come back up now if they don't uh, get the players in but um, Bowles lost 2-1 in Cork in the FAI Cup semi-final replay <laughs> which means a fourth successive Cork Dundalk final which means Europe confirmed for us and uh, Waterford so thanks Boz nice one lads thanks for that I mean fair enough you had your cup finals already but they just turned up to this one thinking <laughs> that they were going to win that's what it was the, the arrogance was astounding I think they're going to travel yeah. down to the Turner's Cross on, on a, like midweek and, and think they're just going to turn up and win I mean the arrogance someone put up a tweet didn't they some fella was like we're going to the final ain't nobody going to stop us like, seriously Come on, man. I mean, I'd say there was plenty of salty tears being cried into their craft beers mm. on the way home from Cork. Plenty of poetry. Yeah, so... Um, so we're all going on a European tour, Gar. Cheers, lads. Yeah. Much appreciated. I am going to check yeah. the El Passport soon enough, make sure it's in day. Time for some people to start checking out parks in Latvia and Lithuania. Yeah, I think... Uh, just I'm, I'm not fussy, a quick bench will do me. So, yeah, Waterford qualified too. And first time since 1996 they qualified. Can they play in Europe though? Uh, I don't think that would be a problem. Don't think it would be a problem? No. It's not the same as Derry who are demoted. Waterford just changed their name and Lee Power took over. Yeah. 
So it was the first time since the 1960s that we'll play in Europe in five successive seasons. Ooh. Meanwhile, Bowles are bidding for Iron Brew Cup qualification. Iron Brew? Two, two years in a row, Gar. Yeah, the big cup. And congrats to Bowles on their qualification and the Iron Brew Cup. But they still haven't seen the inside of the Aviva. <laughs> Rub it in, rub it in there, prof. And then the the Morris goal, absolute fluke. Uh, keeper should have had it. I don't think it even crossed the line. To be honest, it's just um, it's just typical of balls cheating their way, trying to cheat their way into a final. Uh, clearance. Ian Morris picks the ball up in his own half, tries to clear the ball. It loops and hits the crossbar. Doesn't cross the line, and then they rob a goal. It's. It's just typical Reminiscence of Jamie McGuinness's clearance in yeah, 2005. It was, yeah. FIA Cup. Absolute fluke. And uh, listen, it's just cheats. Cheats, yeah. I'd say. Is that what it is? And then the penalty as well. I mean, of course, you've got your Stonewall penalty last week as well. Four Hopefully that young man has been apprehended and put in Mount Joy Prison for his heinous attack on that core player. Four minutes away from a cup final. And it's gone. It's gone. It's all gone. Yeah, so the fourth division playoffs. This is nuts. I was there's a there's a ardent Drogheda fan in work, and uh, he came in and he was like, "We did it, we did it, we were through." I was like, "You know, you've got like four more matches to play. You have to go up the Harps. You have to you have to go to Limerick. Like, don't don't start <laughs> celebrating yet." He goes, "Oh, but I have to celebrate something." And then there's four more to go. I think that's insane. Who taught that? Who taught that was? <laughs> A good way to go forward, like to progress within the league. It's nuts. Six games. That's heartbreaking. It's mental. Ah, oh, it's just odds stacked against you. Um, yeah. So shells, shells really shot themselves in the foot there, didn't they? Mm. Down to nine men. They're one nil up, and then they the home game. They get down to nine men, and Drog still made hard work with. Beaten two one. Then they lost. I think it was three two on penalties. But uh, it was anyone's game at Penos, but geez, it's just typical of Shells, isn't it, at the moment? Bad season for all the Dublin Minnows, Gar. Bad season all for, all, for all the Dublin Minnows, yeah. I mean... Cabin Tia a good season, though. You, you've got certain clubs who are celebrating a mid-season finish and a trip to Turner's Cross in the semis. That's a successful season for them. And um, they'll go on about their, their bohemian lifestyle and... And their neighbourhood being a fantastic place to live and they're doing things within the community. Like, I mean, one of their board members was on air saying that they would happily sacrifice success just to stay alive, which I think is just, um, it, it's it's minimalism at its best. So they're, they're happily just living. They want to just exist. That's it. Stay mid-table for life once we exist. Don't want to challenge anymore. Don't want to be a progressive football club. We're just going to exist and float along for the rest of our days. That's pretty much what he said. Beat Robert three times. Well, obviously, season. this is a, an independent uh, appearance on a podcast, and he decided to mention Tala as well and mentioned that it's soulless and just happened to have a, a little dig at Rovers while trying to promote his own club. So, um, yeah, we'll move on. And we have Graham Burke, Daryl Horgan and Richie Tell are all cut from the Ireland squad. This is something that irks you, isn't it, Prof? You hate these 38-man squads. And I think you spoke to me before about Rooney. I mean, we were done, we were crying out for a striker. I think it was Adam Rooney who was brought in. Yeah. 
and you were just when the second he got brought in you were like tell your parents that you're not going to get done like you're not going to get picked for this like <laughs> don't like, start, don't get your hopes up don't start jumping around the living room this mm. is a Martin O'Neill blowed 40 man squad like. yeah so I think it happened to like Corgan and Burke are both already capped aren't they so it's Richie Towell who's suffered here isn't it I think it was Chris Forrester before now Richie Towell is playing consistently as well mm. let's remember that I don't know how good he is playing but he is playing consistently for Rotherham in the championship as far as like, I know, so like Richie was Richie's probably one of the. I think in the last ten years, he's the, he's the best player in the league in the last ten years for me. Anyway, you might have a different opinion on that, but Richie Tell was, was stunning on his heyday. I mean, a midfielder got, got twenty five goals. Yeah, like he was brilliant. He was unplayable. But in fairness, he never really turned it on against us once or twice, maybe. But he kind of hid against us. But other than that, he was fantastic. Um. Excellent interview on Michael O'Neill, the Irish Times as well, titled The Globalisation of British Football Has Left the Irish Leagues Behind. So I didn't get to see this, Prof. Um, I listened to a Simon Ferry interview and it was excellent, excellent stuff. Got very nostalgic listening to that. But, um, I have to check out that one and the Paddy McCord one. Yeah, br- I'm going to check out Paddy as well. Simon <coughs> Ferry's brilliant. And uh, listening to O'Neill talk about Rovers and how he managed that <coughs> budget and how he got rid of the Deadwood immediately and brought in Sives on two hundred pound a week like that was a masterstroke. Just all these little things that speaking about man management and and just reinvigorating the whole squad. It was it was a it was really really good listen. So definitely check him out on Simon Ferry's podcast. But uh, we have a quote here that says, "Look at my route in 1987. I came at 18 from Coleraine, doing my A level, still at school." Three weeks later, I was in Newcastle's first team. He says that wouldn't happen now. But uh, yeah, so the it continues uh, today. Newcastle wouldn't even be looking at me if they did. It would be to stick me in their under twenty three. Is Rafa Benitez wouldn't even know who I was. Whereas Willie McFall took me for dinner. That's the reality of the change. Uh, when is an Irish boy going to come through and play at Liverpool or Chelsea or City? Instead, our kids are going to Stevenage, Rochdale, Chesterfield. Although he did mention Gavin Bazunu. Yeah, he also talked about a. Uh Bulgaria's 1994 World Cup team with uh, Stoiskov, remember him? Oh, what a Christo. Yeah, got, got to the semi-finals and uh, he said that he played for Barcelona then, whereas today Bulgaria is full of Brazilians. As a consequence, at international level, Bulgarian football is awful. So Seems to be a route a lot of Eastern yeah. European leagues have taken. Is they're, yeah. they're dipping into the, the Brazilian market. He said, I'd like to see both leagues season, League of Ireland and Irish League, run on the same calendar. And he said, I'd like to see a version of the Satanta Cup back, maybe even not under 23 level. Definitely, yeah. They would be positive changes. And he finished the interview by saying, we have to elevate the perception of Irish football. We have to elevate the perception of our leagues. Yeah, he's 100% right. I just give him, I think the FAI FAI should be gunning for him. Get rid of Martin, bring in Michael. The real MON. Yeah, but just a a quick note on that. I mean, let's, let's say we were to combine the leagues. A lot of people don't want to do it. A lot of people talk about history and things like that. But let's say you had twenty league team, you Glentoran, you Cliftonville, you Linfield. Think about that. Think about how um, covered those away games would be. You're going to Linfield once a, once a, once a season. You're going to the Cliftonville mm-hmm. once a season. In theory, it's a fantastic idea. It really is. It's something we could probably touch on in the end of season special as well. So we're going to talk about the Rollstone project now with our under 19s and our 17s won their quarter quarter final ties at the weekend. And the 17s beat Dundalk and Talent and Saturday thanks to a first half Martins Ola Kanye goal. So this guy is gunning for the first team, especially in the fullback position. I think he could come in and uh, give uh, Ethan Boyle a run for his money when Gavin Pazunu played again. Yeah, perfect birthday present for Reiser. He turned 34. 
Oh, jeez, Royce, I could still be playing. He could still do a job somewhere. Tipsy's five aside next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the following day, the 19th beast logo, 3 0 Atala. Cracker from Brandon Kavanagh. Fantastic goal. Uh, 25 passes, I think, before it. And a brace from C Block Williams. So Dino is banging on the first mm-hmm. team door. A matter of time before he's in. And uh, how, I mean, imagine he was the, the, the solution to our goal scoring problems. Yeah, crossbar and in from Brando, which makes it better. That's a fact. Of course, officially a cracker. And uh, as you say, great, some great team moves. 25 passes in one of them. Yeah, excellent, excellent stuff. So, um, Sligo, that was Conor O'Grady's. No, I don't think it was Conor O'Grady, but Conor O'Grady was talking about Rovers on the greatest league in the world. He's calling us the Shams. And Con Murphy took umbrage with that. Um, Good man, Con. Last Wednesday, the under-15s lost the Pats in the Cup semi-final at Roadstone. Uh, Nathan and Yanwu... And a brilliant goal for us, but the team were beating 4 1. Rubbish cup anyway, so didn't really want to be in it. Yeah, now better off out of those cups. Apparently, we were missing a couple of important players, and it was the first half injury as well, so that probably disrupted things. So they had scored a straw with Finn Harps at the Rollstone in their final group game to send them through to the league semi finals. And it's going to be Shamrock Rovers versus Pats three times. This is nuts. In the underage league semi final. So the 19s are home on Sunday, the 21st of October, with the 17s and the 15s away to Pats and Dayton mm. times. Will be decided for that same weekend. A triple junkie header. Triple junkie header. Yeah, Bowes have UCD at home in the other 19 semi finals. So we could meet them. Mm. So we're coming up with our Quifties now. Uh, Joey O'Brien versus Sean Boyd and then the winner versus Danny Carr in the semis. Right, so it's questions from the East End and it's our last quarterfinal matchup with Joey O'Brien versus Sean Boyd. So Dan Carr is waiting in the wings. He's going to play the winner. And uh, so it's 10 questions each. Half of them football, half of them general knowledge. 15 second time limit. And just to make it fair to you, we've printed out all the questions and turned them over. So it's all random. You point at the one you want, I pick it up and I read it out. And uh, so a coin toss to determine who goes first. So who Shall we go on? Yeah. What, I'm going first or flip? Yeah. You go first and... No, flip it. You flip and call. Tails. Right, well, do you want to go first, Joey? No, let him. Put every, the pressure everyone, on him from early doors. go first every time. Yeah, and that's... The way, what was your start with going first? Yeah. The penalty shootout, 60% of the time. Yeah. Whoever goes first wins. Every time. <laughs> Mom. And do you want football or non-football first? Non-football. Oh. Put the pressure right on. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh. Oh. So you're going to pick from this section here. Right? This one, yeah. All right. Go. So you're first. Sir. Just that one. No, Sean. For what section? Non-football. Non-football. You just have to point at it as well. You don't have to take it right oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, Santiago is the capital of which country? Oh, a Wales vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no idea. No. Peru. Chile. Oh my god, I was gonna say Chile. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you get past now? Hmm? No, no, no. no. I was gonna say Chile. I swear to god, it was over here. Uh, Joey, how many years has Michael D. Higgins been president of Ireland? Seven. Yep. That's an easy question. He wouldn't have got that. Yeah, I would have, because uh, uh, all This man, semi-final question, he wouldn't have got that. No. <laughs> You're right. Need a Okay, uh, Sean. Name the 2002 zombie film starring Killian Murphy. I don't know. 28 days later. There you go. Yep. Well done. 
Jelly? I didn't know Kenny Moe was in there. Tricky one, yeah. How many colors are there in a rainbow? Jeez. How many what? How many colors are there in a rainbow? That's easy. Yeah. Is it? Should be nice. Seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sammy. Yeah, it was a guess. I didn't know that. It's a great guess, then, if you didn't know it. All your answers are seven. I'll ask question seven as well, if you like. Yeah. Um, D. Sean, uh, the Irish referendum coming up on October 28th, same day as the presidential election. What does it concern? What does it mean? Oh, you should get this. Having a holy mother in your house, you should get this. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe I'm not going to get this. Five seconds. No idea. Concerns the blasphemy law. See, I haven't even heard of it. I've been a referendum bill. Joey, how many squares are there on a chessboard? Seven. No, it's not seven. He was only playing chess yesterday. Counting the pieces here. Five seconds, Joey. Photographic memory. 49. No, 64. Why 49s? Well, it has to be an even. Uneven. Yeah, it'd be oh, even. I was thinking 7 across and 7 up. This one. This one. It was 8 across and 8 up. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean, what is the world's longest river? The Nile. No, it's the oh. Amazon. You just That's jumped shocking. in like oh, the first one you had. 6,900 kilometres. The Nile must be big as well, is it? Joey, name two types of teeth. <laughs> it's four old. Big man. Mola. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> four seconds. Is there time in there? Canine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Joey. <laughs> I was I'll down on down. Five grand teeth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Joey doesn't have to fucking teeth. He's going to say dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, I got that? would I go for dangerous? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> uh, Sean, another film one for you. Who played the monk in the 2001 comedy, The Mean Machine? Who played the monk? The monk. He was a goalkeeper. I've always never seen that movie. Yeah. He's only young, isn't he? He's only born. No idea. He's no, not got it, no way. It was uh, Jason Stephen. Look at you. He's not got it, no way. Fucking over there. It's a football film, apparently. He's still behind, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a baby. I was probably out about two years after I was born. Uh, Joey, complete the scene. I watched pot, never. Jesus Christ. Boils. Yeah. <laughs> Joey's got the easiest phrase? questions ever. Yeah, but look it's at the draw. You've never heard that phrase, It's over already. You don't have to do this. No, that's not What score is it? Uh, I got one right, did I? 4-1 four. Four, deal. To me? Okay, Joey, so. Hmm. Sure, no, I need a two, do we? Who's going first again? Sean? Yeah, you pick Joey it. just went last. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, this one. Uh, true or false? No African player has ever scored a hat-trick at the World Cup. True. Yeah. Yes. No. Educate. Rack me not. Yeah, you're right, David. Rack my brains. Uh, Joey, possibly an easy one here. Who is the assistant manager of Belgium? Thierry Henry. Yeah. 
Again, lucky with these, of course. Sean? You need that one. I would have got a lot of your questions. Uh, name three clubs Diego Maradona played for. Uh, Napoli. Barcelona. Um, Lazio. No, give me one more go. Fucking hell, what's this? Multiple joys, Fucking hell, one more go, you got wrong. Who did you play for? Deportivo, Palmeiras, AC Milan. Clubs, he said. Is this the win? I'm not keeping track of I think it's all right. Just keep on answering the questions. Ah, no, I'm not finishing it. When I'm done, I'm done, on to the next one. What do these former Rovers players have in common? Pat Dunn, Alan O'Neill, Jody Byrne. Struggling. Massively. <laughs> Rovers family, Joe. Got it just like the most common answer there. You know it. Two seconds. No, don't know. No. Oh, was it done? We're all goalkeepers. Sean, who was the last? Who, or sorry, who won the last FAI Cup final without Cork or Dundalk in it? Pat. Yeah. Fuck off, Greg. <laughs> uh, which retired Irish international is the only player to have played in the World Cup, Champions League, all four levels of, of English league football, and the conference? Steve Finnan. Yep. That choice. There's no fucking. No way. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. John, who is currently top scorer in the League of Ireland First Division? Pat Hogan. First Division. First division. Oh, sorry. Hang give on a minute. Nah, give it to him. Hey, bollocks! Yeah. He's gone, he's gone. Uh, there we are. It's about 12 1. Georgie Kelly. No, he's just behind uh, Dead or Sullivan. Never would have got him. Yeah, never would have got him. I didn't actually know that. No. So you only came on the, off the bench last night. You're up, Joey. Yep. How do you think I give now, Bilta? Bilta's man. Uh, Joey, who is the second highest scorer in the League of Ireland Premier Division? Oh God. Second highest. Prime Yeah. Good answer. Sean, how many of Harry Kane's six World Cup goals were penalties? Should get this. Three. Yep. And Joey, which team are currently top of the championship? Um, I know this. Leeds. Bora. Sheffield United. What the hell? That was Middlesbrough. Yeah, Leeds. 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 Okay, go ahead, Joe. This one? Is it? Yeah. This one. Okay, first question to Joey. Uh, 
This is a lyric from a song. She's got a smile, it seems to me. Reminds me of a childhood memories. Opening line of what? 80s song. Hey, Joey. You're flying. <laughs> don't sing it. No, I don't know. No idea. What was it? Sweet child of mine. Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation were the fourth and fifth parts of which film franchise. Transformers? No. Mission Impossible. Oh, never seen. <laughs> Back to Joey. Uh, which boxers are scheduled to fight for the WBC Heavyweight Championship on December 1st? Jason Fiori, Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Oh, he's won it. Won the gutter? The water for it was easy. Fucking hell. Uh, What is two thirds of two hundred and seventy? Five seconds. Um, uh, nine. No, ninety is one third. So two thirds would have been one hundred and eighty. Shit! Oh, Dan, that's a great answer. Shit! Totally got it. Like, That's an easy one. Really? Uh, I don't know how to. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, which golfer recently won his first tournament since 2013? Oh, come on. How old are you, Yep. Come on. Damn, I got that one. <laughs> I don't know what I would have got right. Uh, MMA question. Spell. Nurma Nurma Gamadoff. N U R M A G E D O V. Go from G again. Go from G? Yeah. N U R M A A G E D O V. No, G O M E D O V. Spells? Is that me? Uh, Joey, what is the center of a, of a hurricane called? Deep in thought here. Four seconds. The epicenter. No. Was it? Just the eye. Fuck! Should've got that. <laughs> Knew that as well. <laughs> Fucking eye. Did you actually know that? Yes. Right. Are you on Instagram, Dan? Uh, not again. Not again. All these young ones <laughs> have me on Instagram and all this stuff. On Instagram, user stories last for how long before being archived? 24 hours? Yeah. That's, that's so easy. That Solid is. question on the chase, I thought. It's user. Not bad. Yeah. Because you're not on Instagram, it must seem like a... Yeah. You got it, Joey, no? No. No. There you go. Alright, Joey, the Taj Mahal is located in which country? India. You've been there, haven't you? You've probably been there. <laughs> Have you? Did you got that? Yeah. Back to Dan. Uh, who painted the Sistine Chapel? Uh, 
Go on, hold us down. Leonardo da Vinci. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Mona Lisa. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Michelangelo. Right, that's his name. <laughs> I thought you were really good at it. So we got... 3-1. Joey's 2, or 3-1 up, yeah. Mm, 3-1 on the channel. Yeah. Right, football questions, Joey. Name the plastic horn that produces a monotonous sound commonly heard at matches in South Africa. Fuzzella. Yep. Spell it. Spell it down. Next question. Dan, which two Serie A clubs are involved in the Derby della Madonnina? No, this stuff. Roma and Lazio. Inter and AC Milan. That's a 50 50 kind of angle. Did you know that one? Yeah. Joey, who has the most international caps for Brazil? Cafu. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, I said. I thought it was Dunga or something. Dan, uh, the World Cup trophy is formerly known as what? World Cup? The World Cup trophy used to have a, non, a different no. name. You should get this. Decades ago. Uh, World Championship. Yeah. The Jules Renee trophy. I would never have got that. No, I've never even heard that. Neither have I. song, no? No. Jules Remain, still drinking. Oh, that's joined. Not as a song, okay. Born in English, but I'm not trying Back to Joey. Who is the Ukraine's record goal scorer? Andrei Shevchenko. Yep. That's the goal. What a fat. Couldn't walk on my bed again. <laughs> Dan, London question here for you. Oh, good luck. What sponsors are seen on the front of these clubs' jerseys? Chelsea and Spurs. Samsung? No. No, the cheers. Uh, I do watch football. Uh, time there, it's Yokohama Tires on Chelsea and AIA on Spurs. Never would have got no million no? years. Do you have any clue there, Julian? Yeah, I would have got Yokohama, but I was yeah. thinking, I thought the question was like the same. I was thinking, they're not the same. No, not the I wouldn't same. have got the scores. Uh, Joey, if you know your Rovers now, you should notice. <laughs> Which player has scored the most goals for Rovers since moving to Tala almost a decade ago? I know this one. I was hoping it would go to you, actually. Sean Boyd. Four seconds. Gary Twig. Oh. Yeah. What do you think it about that? It took you so long, yeah? I was just thinking that something, no. you know, <laughs> hidden here, like that I'm not gathering over the years, just chipping away at it. Dan, uh, what is the official name of the South American Champions League? CONCACAF? Oh, no? CONCACAF. Oh, uh, Club Football. Oh, Club of the Champions League? Champions League equivalent in South America. Club of Champions League. Libertadores. These questions. Joey knew it again. This is mad. That's that no chance. 
I would have liked to see you play Luke. <laughs> uh, Joey, which club has scored the most ever headers in the Premier League? Arsenal, Stoke, or Everton? In the Premier League. Everton. Arsenal. What do you think, Arsenal? Yeah. That's surprising. They're the longest. Everton are the longest. Stoke's been the longest ever, you know. And last question. Stoke's only been in. Joey's won a ask anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, name the club formed by Man United fans in 2005 in opposition to Malcolm Glazer's takeover. Yeah. In the club? Yeah, they're still going now. Been promoted loads of times. Salford? Nah. FC United of Manchester. <laughs> so got to be a United fan, haven't you? Okay, now, Joey. One right the whole step. Seven ones, Joey O'Brien. So Joey's in the final. Okay. <laughs> what was the aggregate of both of them? I don't think anything got anything. It would have been both of them. So you played the winner of Davy Macker and uh, Adam Man. Uh, Danny Carr saying we gave him some. Uh, Tough questions. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they were that tough. Well, Joey got luckier in that he chose easier questions. Joey did, yeah. So look at the draw. I now. think it is, yeah. yeah, and that's why no one can complain. But Joey yeah. is gunning for the title. I reckon. Yeah. Gonna be a cracker. Of Dave a McAllister observed. I think he left for the second one. He watched the, the Sean Boyd one. He was observing it, so he got to witness his potential final opponent there. Yeah, so he's scouting already. And I did tip Joey a while back, didn't I? Did yeah, I not? You certainly did. You certainly did. I can't remember who I tipped. Yeah. Um, Are you changed your tip now, Gar? Uh, not now. I couldn't. Couldn't <laughs> possibly face the flack. Um, Dan, Dan guessing that the the Mona Lisa painted the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> we could add that to the list of oh man of things. Brilliant. Players say the darndest things. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, we're gonna move on now with our starting elevens and predictions. And you know what? I'm gonna go four four two for this. Fuck it. We need to go and win. And um, I don't think four two three one or four five one or four three three whatever we seem to think it is works out here. I think we should um, we should make it narrow and play down the middle. And I'm going to go with Alan Manis and Gaul. I'm going to stick Joey O'Brien at right full. If he's fit. Sean Cavanagh, left full. And uh, Pico and Grace. I think we need that bit of uh, experience. Especially because they seem to hit us down the, the, the wings and the channels when it comes to playing Pats out here. Conan, Conan Bourne seems to have a great time mm -hmm. when it comes here. So I'm going to put Joey O'Brien at right full. I'm going um, to put Aaron Green on the left. And I'm going to have... No, I'm going to put Aaron Green on the right. I'm going to put Brandon Kavanagh on the left. And I'm going to want them to cut in. And I'm going to drop Ronan Finn and play Dylan Watts and Greg Bulger. I'm going to have Danny Carr up front with uh, Shawzy to back mm. into the team. So two of them boys up front. I just think we need something a little bit different. And... Um, Especially when it comes out, out here, I, I don't want the usual rubbish that's out in Richmond Park and we leave the ground pissed off as usual. I think we need to take a different approach. So I'm going to go 4 4 2 and I'm going to have uh, a lot of cutting in from the wings. I don't want us to hug touch lines, I want us to cut in and work Dylan Watts in to the game. And hopefully, our two strikers can work together as well. Uh, prediction? I'm going to say, obviously, I'm going to go with the heart <coughs> as usual on this one. I'm going to say, We'll concede 
No, no, you know what? I'm going to say 1 0 win, a late 1 0 win. Right, well, I agree with the starting Joey O'Brien because he needs to redeem himself for that red card yeah. at Richmond earlier this season. We actually haven't lost away from home uh, in the league since Pats in May. What score was that again? 2 uh, 0. 2 0. Your nemesis, Kitty oh, and Brandon. Oh, yeah, scored late on. With the penalty at the end. Yeah, so I agree with Joey. I actually agree with your winger still. Really? Um, Good stuff. But my midfield could be interesting. And my striker could be interesting. Go oh, on. God. Watts, Greg Bolger and Danny Carr. In the middle. In the middle. So in the 10. Bit of a Graham Burke role there. In the there. 10. And in front, I'm sticking in C-Block. C-Block Williams. Williams up front. Come on, prof. Loving that. Absolutely brilliant. Give us your prediction. Uh, I'm going to say 3-1. Ooh, few goals. This is amazing yeah. stuff from prof. Well, Where's this enthusiasm coming well, from? Well, the season has changed since we last recorded together because we've qualified for Europe. True. I wonder what sort of teams you'll put out the last three games because I think back to last year, remember that horrible night in Bray? Shaw broke his arm. Yeah. I remember Bradley making subs. He threw Dean Dillon on. He threw Darren Clark, Trevor's brother on mm. for his debut. And I thought, are we not trying to get third here? Yeah. So I have a, <laughs> I have a feeling his team selections will be quite mixed up in the last few games that's, think so? that's my guess do you think well not but, Waterford but what does that say about him then if if we're already we already have secured what we want hmm. so what does that say about him if he does switch it up that he's afraid to do it in the face of pressure or like, is, uh, we've talked about that before I think he has taken a few risks under yeah. pressure before I think the Waterford game he'll play a strong 11 oh, we have to. I'm just predicting a couple of Weird choices in this past <laughs> game. And Sligo. And you know what, C-Block? Apparently, I think his family are Pats fans, so him to oh, get yeah. on the score sheet here would be fantastic. So, I'll just show a couple of stats couple here of stats, yep. before I go. Cork was our fifth scoreless draw of the season. Mm. And we didn't have any last year. No scoreless, yeah, I remember that no. stat. And we didn't concede against Cork. Our last all. scoreless draw has been a while, though. Last one had been... It's definitely been a while. Because when when it did happen, the last one had been Cork away. Yeah, there you go. And actually, actually had a stab with that as well. We drew nil nil in two successive meetings with a team, Cork. And I checked in the last fifteen years, that only happened two other times, and it was also against Cork. (laughs) So two thousand nine, two thousand fifteen, consecutive scoreless draws. Stats. So so we've won four straight away league games. If we make it five, we'd be the best since twenty fourteen. Do you remember what happened after we won five straight away games in 2014, Uh Was there a manager sacked? Yeah. We went away to Limerick, lost 4-1, and Trevor Crowley was sacked. <laughs> so uh, Crowley we're, ball. We're aspiring to that again. And uh, so, don't need me to tell you, we've lost all three games at Richmond Park under Bradzer. And most important stat of all, Gary. It's Gary versus Killian Brennan. Oh, the sequel. Part two. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, if he turns up, <laughs> I'm hearing. I'm hearing he's running scared. And where are we going to drink now? The coffee's is closed. Exactly, girl. exactly. Uh, Mister Tommy Tommy, the man who raised such an important issue, texted me yesterday, and he said you could use your podcast powers to predict it. And I reckon it's probably going to be the Marble Arch. Marble Arch is uh, easily accessible by the Lewis. So the Marbler, or it could be the Black Lion. 
But uh, as my old lad was saying to me, I said, Dad, where do you recommend we all have a drink? Because that'd be his neck of the woods. He goes, the marble's a kip. <laughs> so I thought it wouldn't sway me from going there. I'd probably end up wanting to go there because of that. Um, I'd say it's going to be the Marble Arch. And then a little march down. But then again, you could go to the to the Black Lion as well. So I like the Black Lion. Yeah. Depends. So we'll, 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 I'm not too sure, Prof, to be honest. I'm not too sure where we're going to go. Well, if we're trying to flock people to a certain pub, we better decide now. Right, so what we go for? Black Lion or the Marble? We do a coin toss. Yeah, we'll do a, we, we, well, we'll say... I'd say uh, accessibility wise we'll go we'll go for the marble arch and then I think right, you can so. go to the black line anyway after it so post match black line so, there we go alright so that's it for this week thanks for listening and um, make sure you respond to us if you have received your golden ticket in the post for end of season special so um, that is it for this week and keep on hooping see ya Tell you about my mother. Tell you about my mother. Tell you about my mother.